Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. As usual, I'm your host, Jessica Loomis. I'm here with my great co-host, Kyle, who's actually learning things about track and field here. So welcome back, Kyle. You must be trying to score some brownie points or something because you don't usually use those superlatives with my name. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, we've been doing this for a while now, a couple years. Right. Um, and I feel like you have actually come up with some intelligent track and field statements recently. Well, can I just say that out of the two of us, I've been to the most track and field meets in Auburn. At Auburn. In Auburn. I, that's actually, why I Actually, actually, no. Actually. Within the last two years, yes. But in a lifetime, since no. Since we've been doing the podcast network. There you go. I Fair. hold the record for most track and field meets at Auburn. I actually ran in a track and field meet at Auburn. Well, which is how I ended up going to college at Auburn. Details. Minor details. We're not even just, let's move on. Let's talk about the great okay. things that happened at this meet. So we are talking about the War Eagle Invitational, which happened in Auburn, obviously. The... This past weekend, April 19th and 20th, Easter weekend. And let me just say, this was by far the best meet that we have had. And it was on Good Friday. And like we said in the last meet, this really was a Good Friday. Well, it was more than just Good Friday. I think it extended into Saturday as well, it didn't did. it? It did. Because between the two days, there were 29 new PRs. 29 That's for like, Auburn. This is like the ultimate for you. Yeah. This is like the best meet ever. So I just want to touch some highlights real quick. And then we'll get into all of the results because everybody had a really great meet. Yes. So let's start it off with Kylie Carter. Are we shocked? No. <laughs> it's become the mundane that Kylie Carter won another another javelin throw event. Right. So Moving not only on. not only did Kylie Carter win the javelin event, this is her fifth consecutive win in a row. Obviously in a row, Jessica, because consecutive means. In is a that row. what that means? Yeah, it does. So math I'm is just hard redundant for, here. Math is hard for me. Words are hard for you. But not only did Kylie win the meet. Not only was this her fifth win in a row, she PR'd. So this is like, like I said, this is what I love. She got to throw 51.38 meters, and that makes her ranked third in the country in this event. Now, if I remember correctly, at one point this outdoor season, she was in either in first or tied for first. She was tied for first That's at right. one point. However, this, she holds all on her own. So And it's farther in the season. Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, it's... A little less shocking to be in the top five. Right. But this late in the season, this is a huge deal to be top five in the country. No, it is a really huge deal for her to maintain a top three ranking in the nation in an event that she's dominated. And, you know, like Complete you said. Complete domination. Yes. Yeah, she's dominated every meet that we have been in, you know, but we don't know how other athletes are doing. So now to kind of have that to compare to and say, hey, out of all the meets in the nation that are going on, Kylie Carter is third overall. Maybe yeah. even a little higher after a few more weeks here. Yeah, exactly. Um, next person, we've got to talk about another thrower, Maddie Malone. 
So we've heard a lot about Maddie and she actually won the hammer throw and she threw 64.04 meters. It was nice to see Maddie get back up to, you know, what we've been used to from her. Yeah. Because she had such a kind of high rise there, beginning of the indoor and then a little bit into outdoor. And then not that she fell off, but, you know, other people started taking the stage like mm-hmm. Kylie Carter. Mm-hmm. Now to see Maddie back in the old familiar place of winning, it's really nice. Absolutely. So a couple of running events. So we've got Joyce Camelli. Haven't heard from her much this season, so it's nice to hear from her. She won the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase with a time of 10 minutes, 27.17 seconds. Not only that, though, this is the second fastest women's 3,000-meter steeplechase time in Auburn history. Now, let me just say this, and I'm not going to... I'm not taking anything away from Joyce, but I get the feeling that it's not super hard to break that record because I don't feel like we hardly ever talk about this event. Well... Fair, not that it's not hard. I was about to say, that doesn't mean that the record is not, not intense. But it's when you don't run it a lot, there's not that many opportunities to keep breaking records. You exactly. See, you no, exactly. So your point is invalid. Oh, wow. So, okay. I'll just go sit over here. You do the rest <laughs> so of the show. If nobody's running it. You can't break the record. Therefore, if you only have one opportunity each season to break it, it's a big deal that you did break the record. True. I stand corrected. I'll sit over in the corner and just need, call me when you need me. <laughs> Okay, next we had Abby Zane. She won the 5,000 meter and she PR'd with a time of 17 minutes, 23.58 seconds. Mercy Kiprop placed second and Hannah Tarwater placed third in that event. So. Gotta love when we can sweep the podium. That's I know, that's new, your favorite. One, two, three. So take it out, maybe. Let's just, the entire podium, it's ours. <laughs> so next we had Brenda Kaigan. She placed second in the 1,500 meter. Silas Kipnitik placed third in the men's 3,000 meter steeplechase. We had... Meryl Parker, who won the men's long jump, and Mark Rubalcaba placed third in the men's long jump. So big wins in long jump as well. So we didn't take one, two, three, but we did get one and three. I will take one and three. That's better than none. There you go. Um, two out of three ain't bad. I think we've said that in the last show too, the I Meatloaf song. We probably so. said, oh my, don't. Can, no, you, can I, you overlay that? Can you play that song? No, no, just, no, um, I can't. I can't deal with that. No. Okay. The fact that you brought that up is making my head hurt. I love that song. So next we've got Alex Tucker. Um, he PR'd in the 1500 meter and placed second with a time of four minutes, 7.57 seconds. Then we had Anthony Schwartz who he ran a season best, so not his fastest, but his fastest this season, 100 meter with a time of 10.32 seconds. And remember, he's still coming back. I mean, he's back from his injury, but he's still getting back to form from after injuring himself in indoor. Now, to be fair, this was a wind time. Meaning that the wind was behind them, and but it it it's. Um, oh, I didn't know we were counting in wind times. Now. So they do for the one hundred meter. I didn't realize that until mm-hmm. I did some research. They count it for the one hundred, which makes sense because you're not going around a curve, and so if the wind's behind you, it's going to propel you forward, and you know if it's in front of you, yeah. it would be worse. So, guess, yeah. um, couple more PRs. We've got James Corson who PR'd in the pole vault, and Natasha Jordan PR'd in the high jump. Are you done talking about PRs? At this I, point? I think I'm done. I, yeah, that was a lot, and there were some that obviously we didn't even talk about, but that's a lot. Those are the major ones. Well, here's the thing. You know, this is the last home meet of the season. We yep. just only do two a year in the Tiger Track Classic, and this one, the War Eagle Invitational. And you'd love to see not just seniors, upperclassmen, but everyone having such a great meet at home on such a crappy weather weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Friday was really, really bad weather. It was awful. We were actually in Auburn. We didn't make it over to the meet, yeah. but it, because of the because of the weather, it unfortunately, was disgusting. So yeah. kudos to these athletes for dealing with it and still putting up big numbers. Yep, absolutely. So Kyle, why don't you start us off with those field events? 
Let's do it. We'll start with the javelin throws for the men. We had two competitors. First was John Putnam. He got third out of 13 with a throw of 60.8 meters. Uh, we also had Eric Ebel, fifth out of 13 with a throw of 52.17 meters. Uh, for the women, we've already talked about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, our Kylie Carter again first yawn because we talk about it every week. <laughs> it's still impressive. I'm still excited about it. I am too. I'm just trying to be a little bit, you know, weird here about it. Uh, first overall, 51.38 meters. Peyton Montgomery gets fourth out of 22 competitors, 46.57 meter throw, and then Ashley Carter she gets a throw of 44.08 meters for a fifth place out of those 22 competitors. And we haven't seen her a whole lot this year. No. Know, the Ole Miss Classic looks like she's ran, she's thrown in for us. Maybe the Florida and State the relays. And the Tennessee relays. The Tennessee yeah. relays as well. So that's it's nice to see other people kind of getting with, you know, obviously Kylie's gotten her numbers that she needs to qualify, clearly. Right. <laughs> so it's nice to try to get other people uh, opportunities to qualify for nationals. Absolutely. So moving on to women's discus. So we had Tori McKinley with a sixth place finish out of 22 competitors with a throw of 49.02 meters, followed by Maddie Malone with a 17th place finish and a throw of 39.15 meters. I know we've talked about this before, but is discus, is that still a throw? Yeah. Is I that mean, a disc? Would you call it a toss? Oh, it is a toss. Discus toss. Throw, yeah. toss, launch, you know, some <laughs> no, type but, of verb. No, but real life, it is a toss, actually. That's true. You're discus right. toss. Look at me. I knew something. Yeah. See, mm. this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, Kyle. You are surpassing the teacher. Let's not get crazy. I'm proud of you. Let's not get crazy. Um, next, we had the men's pole vault. We had James Corson with a fourth place finish out of 15 athletes and a vault of 5.0 meters. And then Chris Stone, our senior, with a seventh place finish and a vault of 4.9 meters, which is actually his season best. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. For the high jump, for the men, we had one competitor, Dontavious Hill, got eight out of 17 with a jump of 2.05 meters. Now, I was listening to the Auburn uh, Athletics podcast yeah. about this, and they said Dontavious had some great jumps. The problem was is he kept hitting the bar. Oh, and that is the worst. They said that his numbers are not indicative of how Shucks. well he yeah. jumped in this event. And that makes me crazy just as like a competitor, because if the bar doesn't fall off, it should be allowed. It's yeah, but I understand why it's not. Yeah, and, you know, it the, needs to be a clean jump. The rules is the rules. Um, <laughs> Thank for, you <laughs> for the women's uh, high jump. We will talk about three competitors. Natasha Jordan got fourth out of thirteen. Skylar Daniel also was right behind her at fifth. Uh, Natasha had a jump of one point seven six meters. Skylar uh, one point seven one meters, and then Caroline Lawrence also in there. Tenth out of thirteen, she had a jump of one point six six meters. So moving on to men's long jump, we've already kind of touched on this. Merrill Parker got first out of 21 athletes with a jump of 7.4 meters. And then Mark Rubelcabo with a third place finish and a jump of 7.31 meters. What's that stupid song you say here? Two is better than, what, what, what is it? Meatloaf? Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I butchered the song. You did, but you tried. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> um, for the women's long jump, two competitors as well. Sarah Little placed 12th out of 32 athletes with a jump of 5.47 meters. And Cassandra Carlisle, we don't, we, we've heard of her this season, but mm -hmm. we don't, haven't heard a lot. So it's good to see her again. Um, placed 26th out of 32 with a jump of 5.1 meters, which she did better this meet than she did at the Tiger Track Classic. So it's nice to see an improvement for mm -hmm. her. 
So let's go on to the women's shot put. We had Tori McKinley with a fifth place finish out of 25 athletes with a throw of 16.04 meters and Natasha Jordan with a 23rd place finish. Sorry, I couldn't say that. And a throw of 10.21 meters, which from what I can see, this is Natasha's first time to throw. And remember, we talked about Natasha as one of our athlon athletes. And so she's literally trying to do that. Just improve her athlons athlons sounds like a disease or something it does but she's she's a renaissance eventer about well, that she does track she does fields she does it all she does fields fields is what we call fields it. meaning jumping throwing vaulting hiking <laughs> i don't know natasha uh, trying to improve other areas i think is great because we've already seen her do super well in the heptathlon, was it pen- is heptathlon? She was she- heptathlon. Heptathlon that she was in. So she does need to continue to work in some of those other areas so she can get better scores individually, but also it might help improve her for later on when she competes at a higher level for the heptathlon. Uh, let's finish out the field events with the women's triple jump and hammer throws. For the women's hip- triple jump, Kennedy Brown, our only competitor, six out of 21 um, athletes there, 11.86 meters on her jump. For the hammer throw, we've already talked about it. Maddie Malone takes the title here. One out of 25 competitors, 64.04 meters. Erin Perkins, very close behind her. Sixth overall out of 25, 60.13 meter throw. And for the men's hammer throw, Eric Ebel, seventh out of 15, a throw of 55.91 meters. All right, so moving on to my favorite, the track events. Nothing against the field events. I just can't do them, so I don't understand them. Well, let's be honest. You don't have the best hand-eye coordination. I don't have the best leg-eye coordination, like walking. I don't have any Let's cover all coordination. Basically. Um, It's a miracle that I can sit in a chair and not fall out. Yes, it is. (laughs) So, men's 100 meter. So, we had our um, athletes from the football team back. Yes. So, we had Anthony Schwartz. He placed second in the men's 100 out of 39 athletes with a time of 103. Three, two. So not his best, but not his worst. And with the win, too, apparently. Yeah, what we apparently about so. Now. Um, then we had Sean Shivers with a fifth place finish in a time of 10.44 seconds. And Meryl Parker, a 14th place finish with a time of 10.81 seconds. So for the women's 100 meter, we only had one competitor. We had Sarah Little. She placed 11th out of 37 athletes with a time of 11.94 seconds. For the men's 110-meter hurdles, we had two competitors. Craig Clark gets ninth out of 15 competitors, 14.98 seconds. Chris Stone, again, our senior, 14th out of 15 competitors, 15.34 seconds on the 110-meter hurdle runs for those uh, two athletes there. For the 200-meter runs, for the men, we'll start with three competitors. Chison Tinkang with a 14th place finish out of 34 competitors. 21.5 seconds on his run. Joshua Burks right behind him. 17th out of 34. 21.66 on his run. And then Craig Clark. 32nd out of 34 athletes with a time of 23.32. And if my notes are correct here, this is the first time that we've seen Craig Clark run in the 200 meter. Yep. So as sure we talked about, more athletes getting more opportunities to compete in other events as others are getting higher and higher times. Absolutely. For the women, we had three competitors as well. Myra Mack, she gets ninth out of 46 competitors. What That's awesome. a group. Uh, with a time of 24.27 seconds. Sarah Little, 18th out of 46. 
with a time of 24.59. And then Danielle Springer, 35th out of 46 competitors, 25.71 seconds for her. So moving on to the 400 meters. So I've got the women's 400. We had one competitor, Myra Mack, with an 11th place finish out of 26 athletes and a time of 55.67. So right in the middle of her season. I mean, it's about average of what she's running. And let's actually talk about the 400 meter hurdles. Let's throw some hurdles into the mix. Yeah. So for the men, we had Sherwain Allen placed six out of 25 athletes with a time of 53.41, followed closely by Caden Seal with an 11th place finish and a 54.01 second time. Um, for the women, we had Tyler Colbert with a seventh place out of 18 athlete finish and a time of 62.4 seconds. And Anna Guerrero with a 10th place finish and a 63.1 second finish. For the 400 meter hurdles, let's talk about this. Men and women, everybody got better in this Yes, in this they here. did. Not only that, Anna Guerrero, look how much she improved yep. over the time. Let's say, what, eight second, oh, eight point something second uh, differential there? Correct. But if you look at her Tiger Track Classic, she was at one, she was at 65.3. So I'm just saying, Tennessee Relay, she obviously didn't have the best. True, but she even improved off of that score she previously. Did. So she did. that's exactly what you see. These athletes competing at their top as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Uh, let's talk about the 800-meter run for the women. We had two competitors, Jennifer Dietrich. Uh, this is her second time competing in outdoors, 14th place out of 29 competitors with a time of 2 minutes, six, uh, 17.6 seconds. And then Gigi Maddox, her first time competing in outdoor. 18th place out of 29 with a time of 2 minutes and 19.1 seconds. I'll go ahead and cover the 1,500 meters for us, for the women. Uh, Brenda Kaigen, the old familiar name we love mm-hmm. to talk about, and it's good to see her in the winning ways again here. Sure is. She gets the silver medal, taking second out of 10 competitors with a time of 4 minutes, 31.5 seconds. And then Faith Bett, uh, which we have seen her, no, we have not seen her at all this year. Another new face here. Uh, four minutes and 44.6 seconds. She does finish last, but just the fact that she gets to run in this and get a time set so she can continue to improve on it is a huge for her. So nice to see some very unfamiliar names that we've seen throughout this meet so far. For the men of the 1500 meter run, we had two competitors, Alex Tucker. He got second out of 11 uh, with a time of four minutes and seven point five seconds jackson thomas another new name fifth out of the 11 with a run of four minutes and 11.4 seconds all right so moving on to that steeplechase that we had talked about let's just make people run through water for some reason run through water and jump over these like horse horse things oh is that in there too yeah they have to jump over that thing then land in the water then keep running oh well that's just sounds terrible yeah if it was just running through water like anybody could do it no 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 this you have to like really be a good athlete to do. You and I could not do it. No. Well, we couldn't do anything out in this field. And, um, I mean, I could run the 100. Uh, it might take me 10 minutes, but... It might take me 20, but hey, I could do it. <laughs> Honey, if it took us 10 minutes and 20 minutes to do the 100, there would be some serious problems in our lives. Uh, yeah, you know. Just, uh, I'm pretty sure a baby could crawl that. I'm out of shape. <laughs> so the women's 3,000 meter steeplechase. We had Joyce Camelli, like we said, place first out of 15 athletes with a time of 10, 27, Point two seconds, and then Francis Patrick with an eighth place finish and a time of eleven minutes twenty six point four seconds. 
So for the men, we only had one competitor for this 3,000 meter steeplechase. Silas Kipnatek with a third place finish out of 11 athletes in a time of 9 minutes, 9.5 seconds. So why do the steeplechase so late into the outdoor season? Is, is there a reason that you would wait? Is it that nobody was ready to do it? Is it... Or not every um, outdoor track meet involves the steeplechase. Well, I'm just thinking because this was a home meet. Mm-hmm. And I've known that we've had the setup to do the steeplechase. Because mm-hmm. just being at the events and seeing the setup for it there. And it wasn't run at the Tiger Track Classic. So why don't you run it at the previous Tiger Track Classic? So I'm going to tell you something here. I've got a big secret. That you don't know. That, that's the secret. I don't know the answer. Well, let's to this. speculate here. And my speculation is is that maybe they've been working towards getting somebody ready to compete in this, and they've just now got ready. But at the War Eagle invite or the Tiger Track Classic, excuse me, did they have steeplechase for other athletes? Not that I know of, but I didn't. So see, see it could the whole be list. that there was not any interest. Is there just not steeplechase? Not that big of an interest, right? Not, okay. not normally. It's not that big of a thing because, like I was saying. This is a big, it's like the heptathlon or something. It's, mm. you have to have skills in multiple levels. It's not just running and it's not just running and landing in water. It is literally balance, running, jumping, yeah, agility. You have to have a lot of skills for this. So there just may not be, you know, the, the athletes out there that want to compete in steeplechase. It's just, it's the, dangerous too. If I you, if you is. go on YouTube and watch steeplechase, You'll see a lot of people that face plant, break limbs. I mean, you'll you'll see a no, lot of No, thank you. I won't yeah. watch that. No, no, can't deal with that. <laughs> Let's move on. For the 5,000-meter runs for the women, we had three competitors. Abby Zane, as we've already talked about, got first place out of the 17 athletes for the time of 17 minutes, 23.5 seconds. Mercy Kiprop, second with a time of 17 minutes, 25.3 seconds. And to round out the podium for the Tigers, Hannah Tarwater, third out of the 17 competitors, with a time of 17 minutes and 30.8 seconds. For the men, we also had three competitors there. They went almost back to back to back to back, but just not in first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. Kevin Weiss got a uh, fourth place finish with a time of 14 minutes, 25 seconds. Tommy McDonough, sixth place with a time of 14 minutes, 48.8 seconds. And then Jack Rogers, seventh overall with a time of 14 minutes, 49.4 seconds. Tommy and Jack were really close together there. You yeah, know, we always absolutely. like to talk about running buddies. I know this is different than tra- uh, cross country, but you know. But it's it's similar in the fact that you're running the same amount of distance. You're just on a circle, which would be awful. Monotonous. Yeah. So our last event is the men's four by one. So we had the four Auburn athletes that competed. We had first leg was Anthony Schwartz, then Sean Shivers, which I thought was interesting that we put our two fastest athletes yeah. one and two. Um Jason Reese and Chison Tenkang were third and fourth. So, again, we talked about this last year. It is always interesting to me to see how we stack up our athletes. 4 by one's a lot different than the 4 by 4 though. So, with, with something like this, it's obviously, I'm going to say this till my face is blue and I'm sorry, but it's all about handoffs. And my guess is that Anthony and Sean have a really good handoff. There are two fastest competitors at this point in time. So I'm betting that if we could get a lead, if we have a weaker handoff, we were able to maintain that lead. So let's my guess. Well, let's look at this here too, their comparisons on their times. So the first time, whether it was all of these together or not, which it wasn't, we've changed every single time. The first time it was 39.93 seconds. Correct. This The next time it was 39.8 seconds. And for War Eagle, we were 39.7 seconds with a third place out of 11 finish. So we're obviously doing something right. Yes, and it would tell you that even though we won at the Tiger Track Classic, this and we got third in this, this one, was more there was more competition here. Yeah. 
So I do think he's probably experimenting with the lineup here because yep. for the Tiger Track Classic, Sean Shivers was the final handoff and won it in a blaze of glory. It was yeah. an amazing finish that I got to see there and watch the handoff. Um, so yeah, maybe they do have the best handoffs. Um, but it's hard to argue with what they did last time. And so right. I, I'm interested. And now you see why I hold less weight to the medals, mm-hmm. the first, second, third place finish, and more weight to the time. Sure. Just because you never know the level of competition. Right. And yeah, so they got third place. So it's a bronze versus a gold, but their time improved. Yeah. So, so that's my two cents on that. So... Kyle, that's all we've got for the War Eagle invite. Well, that was enough. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. So next week, do you know what week it is? It's the one you've been waiting for I've waited all a season. Year. I've set the DVR. I am prepared. Don't talk to me this weekend. <laughs> I will be on my couch eating ice cream and watching people at the pin relays. You know, they'll be competing. I'll be watching ice cream. Watching ice cream, eating ice cream. But could you eat ice cream while running the relay? No. Okay. No. So, like I said pin relays this weekend and not just the weekend it's the thursday friday saturday sunday so it's a long time um april 25th 26th and 27th so thursday friday saturday um but part of the team will also travel to the lawrence invitational in athens georgia Mm -hmm. on the 26th and 27th and you probably figure that he's taking his biggest and best to the pin relays uh for the events that are going to be hosted there and then trying to make sure he get more and more of these athletes some more times more opportunities to improve by sending them to another meet where maybe they're going to have not less competition but just different competition that they need exactly Uh, the pin relays folks for those of you that don't follow track and field and you're just kind of listening to this on a whim i would encourage you to give it a chance even if you don't watch it live go back and watch some replays of it it's one of the great Mm -hmm. spectacles in athletics in general i was gonna say in athletic history this is one of the original competitions out there this was before Football was a big thing. This was before volleyball. Let's not get crazy now. Uh, it was. I know, but the pin relays go back to Ben Franklin. This is a huge. And they used to run event. in their knickers, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just remember, like back in Greece, when remember how um, they talk about like how the marathon started, right. and, you know, the marathon and running down Greece. Like this is like that. This is original. This is OG sports. OG sports. Get invested. Be an OG sports fan by getting invested in the pin rate. <laughs> so, Kyle, if people want to talk about track and field with you because you have surpassed your master, where can they find you on social media? They want to find me, they can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. And if you want to talk about the pin relays, if you want to talk about anything about track and field, you can find me on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. So that's all I've got for this episode of E2C. I cannot wait to be back in a week and talk about my favorite event of the year, the pin relays. So until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?